This podcast is brought to you by GG Poker. GG Poker won huge tournaments and hold the Guinness World Record for the largest prize pool for an online poker tournament. As the world's biggest online poker room, GG Poker are making poker fun again. GG Poker offers exciting game formats and software features that aren't available anywhere else. So why play anywhere else? Plus, if you're new to GG Poker, get £60 free play when you make your first deposit of £10 or more. Players must be 18 plus. Full terms and conditions apply. Please see ggpoker.co.uk for details. BeGambleAware.org. Please play responsibly. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Back to a Celtic state of mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and tonight I'm delighted to be joined by Laura Bradburn and Kevin McCluskey. And we are here to talk about Celtic 3, Livingston Now You didn't get your 5 nothing win, Kevin, but that was absolute control, total domination in the second half. Yeah, it was. I was pretty confident at halftime that I was going to get my 5 0 and I would get my first score prediction right. But, um, excuse me, but. Not overly concerned or bothered that I didn't because, as you say, it was just a really controlled performance for the full 90 minutes. Absolutely 
dominated possession, pretty much all chances apart from maybe one that Anderson had in the first half came for us. We looked very much in control in that game. It was never in doubt. Um, second half, I would have liked us to, to get another couple of goals, obviously. But in the end, we just the, um, we just managed the second half. It was excellent game management just to control it, see it through, take it almost like a training exercise. Um, we managed to get um, like some O, Niwata, Turnbull on the pitch as well, getting minutes in, um, under their belts. So, yeah, really kind of accomplished and professional performance all round. It definitely was. One player that uh, Kevin mentions there, Laura, is David Turnbull. Now, we've spoken about Turnbull, and in the last three games that he played, he, he was involved in scoring or creating a goal in each of the games. Um, he's 23 years of age now. He'll be itching to be playing a lot more football. But how on earth can he expect to when you look at that midfield that we've got? I mean, the, the topic of conversation at halftime was all around O'Reilly coming in for Moy. We see a little cameo from Turnbull, but as he comes on, I do feel for the boy. I just think to, to myself, you're not going to get much games between now and the end of the season, the way the current midfielders are playing. Do you think he'll become frustrated? Um, I think I think it's only natural that he'll become frustrated just because if you're any player worth your salt, what you want to do is play games. But as we talked about with Moy and we talked about with O'Reilly, um, term- that in him, that fortitude to say, if I want a place in this team, I'm going to have to fight for it because he's definitely got the ability as far as that's concerned. Um, Ange doesn't seem to want to shift McGregor or Hitati. It does seem like the the spot that's up for grabs is that one between Moy and O'Reilly. And the only thing that Turnbull can do is keep turning up in training, keep doing as much as he can as far as that's concerned. And to be honest, keep doing what he's been doing in those games that he talked about, contributing and scoring goals. He can't really do any more than that. Um, What I would hope is that his lack of celebration for some of the goals isn't a sign of of frustration or, or, or annoyance on his part because, as we've seen with Ange, as far as other situations are concerned, he doesn't suffer fools gladly. He will not stand for somebody throwing their toys out the pram. And I'm not suggesting for a minute that that's what, what David Turnbull has done. There's no evidence of that. But if he was to start going down that track, he'll get short shrift from Ange, I'm sure. I think what he needs to do is look at the example set by the likes in Moy, who we've already spoken about tonight, and uh, James A. Forrest and Tony Ralston, and uh, look at, I mean, it'll be roughly the same age as Tony Ralston, and look at how they have dealt with being um, fringe players, players who are not first-choice picks, but every time they're asked to do a job, um, they absolutely do. And they, they, they give they give Anne something to think about, Kev, you know, and I do feel for him, just like I feel for Stephen Welsh, and uh, I hope that the very fact that we've come through January and you know, he's still at the club, I think, is, is a positive. Right up until that game against Hibs last season, he was a first pick every single week. Um, and it was just a, a, you know, a set of circumstances whereby he loses his place through injury. Then we bring in Hatate and O'Reilly. And by the time Turnbull is fit again, they two guys were uh, firing what we thought was on all cylinders. I think Rio Hatate is actually 
upped the game again this season. Um, Turnbull replaced Rio tonight, Kevin, and that's a player whose development has been unbelievable since he came to Celtic. Rio Atati tonight again. What an accomplished performance, and he just keeps getting better. He does, yeah. Um, you remember back when he when we, when we signed him a year ago and um, his Glasgow Derby debut and he gets his couple of goals and you're thinking here, you know, we've got a right good player in our hands here. Um, but you, you can't necessarily see how how good of a player he is or how good of a player he could become. But you think even at that level, he was really performing highly. And then he's he did dip a little bit towards the end of last season. Um, which he kind of highlighted himself as being to kind of a physical and mental fatigue. But we've seen this season, again, he's come back and he's kicked on. He's had a, some off games, as everybody's had. But generally, Hattati's performances have been of a very, very high standard. Um, and he's setting that high bar for himself that now, uh, if he performs less than excellent almost in a game, you notice it because he's, he's just been so consistent at his level. Um, the one area that you'd, you'd maybe highlight uh, with these performances was in Europe when there were a few games where he looked a little bit off the pace or just not quite at that Champions League level. But again, that's a player playing his first Champions League season, so perhaps you expect that. But overall, yeah, Hatati's a, a right good player who's improved kind of almost week on week for us. He's integral to that midfield. Some of the things he does, some of the um, you know those kind of long busting runs forward, it's very reminiscent for me anyway of the Stan Petrov, the way that he can do that. He just kind of glides Good forward. Point. He takes players, mm. takes players out of the game, and his uh, his range of passing is excellent. You know, one thing you've got to admire about him is that he he just keeps on going. So he'll um he'll he'll attempt a through pass, it doesn't come off, but he doesn't let his head go down. He'll go back, you know, try that adventurous pass again. Maybe two or three in a row don't come off, but then the one that does, it sets up a goal. And he just consistently is a threat. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely one of those guys that's improved, can I say, week on week. Made a place in the side of his own. And if you look at, as you said, David Turnbull, he's probably a guy that's going to have a big question to ask himself about his future in the summer uh-huh. as to whether he sees um, his future at the club. You know, Does he actually see that he can displace somebody like Hatati? in the team. Uh, personally, I hope he thinks he can and that he wants to give it a good go. Um, if he does have any frustrations, he's got to use examples of somebody like Aaron Moy or Ralston and channel those frustrations and just going out and impressing the manager. Excuse me, and then giving him that perfect headache of which one of my top players do I leave out? Mm-hmm. Is it Hatati? Is it Turnbull? And that's, I mean, that's the the dilemma every manager wants and it's the dilemma we want our manager to have. It definitely is. It's a, it's a comparison I've not really considered before, Laura, uh, Petrov, Hatati, but I can see where Kevin's coming from with that. Uh, and I look at the situation we had with Yakamakis, different position, but I, I spoke about him lacking versatility and that, you know, if you come to Ange and you're a player who can fill in in three different positions, you're going to get a lot more game time. I know that sounds pretty simple, but... Yakamakis wasn't that player. Therefore, his game time was limited. And Taylor, um, sorry, Turnbull is suffering the same fate at the moment. Yeah, I don't know that I subscribe totally to the idea that 
players need to be versatile and play in loads of different positions. I'm going against uh, my football and idol Johan Cruyff in saying that because his his mantra was always that players should be able to play anywhere. But um, but I do think you need specialists in certain roles and players who excel at certain things, and especially in the case of goal scorers. So I don't think it's any sin on Yakimakis's part that he's a striker and he's un- unapologetic about it because I think that's part of what makes a good striker. But I do agree that one thing that Ange seems to value is players that can play a few different roles and maybe that has, has worked to, to Yakimakis's disadvantage. I have to say though, like I would still I would still for a striker value a striker who was a hundred percent a striker and gave that his all and was as good as that rather than one that was a little bit diluted and could play anywhere across the front three but wasn't outstanding at any. Mm. I don't know how much of a factor that's played in any potential move that he had going out of the club. I think the I think it's clear from what the reports have been that the, the incentives for leaving were financial more than they were anything else. But I just hope that as far as Yakimakis is concerned, he can again, like we've said for other players, get the head down. It seems like he's not going anywhere for at least another few months and uh, get get some game time under his belt and you know if he still wants to move on at the end of the season he's, he's made a name for himself and shown himself in a good light definitely we're talking about Rio Duran Duran had a song called Rio Laura are, yes. you, familiar, are you familiar with it I, I'm going to I'm going to say this again Paul you're skating on thin ice here I do not remember Duran Duran in their heyday <laughs> Ah, see, that's you getting out of giving us a wee uh, rendition. Uh, Celtic supporters <laughs> podcast, Dell uh, points out nine points clear, nothing changes. And that takes us on to the other uh, results tonight in the Scottish Premier Division. See, that's me going right back to about 1986. Aberdeen 1, St Mirren 3. And nothing is changing there at Pataudry, that's for sure. Celtic obviously beat Livingston 3-0. Hearts were defeated at home 3-0 by Rangers. I thought that had been a closer um, encounter. Kilmarnock beat Dundee United 1-0 at home and Motherwell were beaten 2-0 by St. Johnston. How does that affect the table? Well, as Dell says, nothing changes at the top. Celtic just keep winning. And uh, that was the 51st league win under Ange Postacoglu. Uh, Kevin McCluskey, we keep hearing it. Uh, we don't stop, but he is relentless. And this Celtic team is relentless, isn't it? They absolutely are, yeah. And even throughout that second half today when we didn't score, we were, as like Peter Grant must have used that word about a dozen times through the second half, we were just relentless in the attack. Maybe there was um, the final ball was a little bit lacking in the second half. Livy had six, seven, eight men in the box defending, so it was very difficult to find the space. But yeah, that second half was a relentless second half. Angie's whole tenure at the club so far especially domestically has just been relentless mm-hmm. we've gone kind of from strength to strength from a position where uh, you know if, if you go back to these first few games even the, the European games or the first few league games and you look at the squad that you had the players that you had the change in that squad and the makeup of it it's completely unrecognisable and um, and then that's transferred onto the pitch with the performances were completely unrecognisable now to the team that uh, Ange was first putting out. Everybody just looks so comfortable in possession and in their position, in their role in the team. Um, that Yeah, it's really 
really hard to see how, and I'm going to have to touch all the wood that's around me as I say this, but it's hard to see how this team can be stopped domestically. You know, there's there's such a an ease almost with the way that they play and the way that they're just able to trust in what they're doing and have this this belief that if we don't score in the first 20 minutes, it's fine because what we're doing is the right thing and the chances will come and we've got the players that will take them as we showed tonight when we just kind of bided our time, got the first goal and then that was it. It was game over. You know this, Laura, someone on Twitter reminded me at uh, halftime of an episode of A Celtic State of Mind that you and I uh, appeared on two years ago, this January past, and it was the Livingston game, which I think ended 0-0. Mm -hmm. You'll remember it. It was after Dubai where we hardly had a player and uh, there was 13 players and staff out, etc. Did we have Joey Dawson lead nine that night or something of that oak? Well, I remember Tony Ralston playing. Mm -hmm. Was it Cameron um, Harper or someone, the young boy that played up front in that game? And he ended up. Oh, that might be nice. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, albeit the frustrations that we were feeling around about that time, the title of the, the show uh, was about the January review. Uh, where are the results of the January review? Still we waiting on that, by the way. Still waiting on them. They couldn't <laughs> beat Livingston. And it took me back. I mean, I was looking at the screenshot was on Twitter there. Uh, 25,000 people tuned in to that, that episode just on YouTube. Obviously, we're on various other platforms. And I remember back to those times, Laura, where I'd be sitting at about 60, 65 minutes, not thinking to myself, all right, we'll get our obligatory uh, substitutions from Ange here and just pick it up again. I was sitting there thinking, what on earth am I going to speak about at the end of this game? It was basically digging deep time back then, Laura. Fast forward two years and look where we are now. It's quite incredible, the turnaround, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, in some ways, the the team we were watching when I set, first joined Axom uh, was uh, great for content, not so great for for viewing pleasure. To be honest, it was, you know, you've, you Kevin talked um, before the match about it being Groundhog Day with these um, with these um, broadcasts sometimes, and at that time, it felt like yeah. You were just talking about the same thing over and over, the same issues, the same problems, the same restrictions in the way that we were playing, the same um, contempt with which the fans were being treated. And yet here we are two years down the line with a manager talking about how important it is to him that he uses the funds that are generated by the fans correctly in order to produce a team that we want to go and watch. I have to say, I, I, more than the playing style, more than the more than the success, more than the trophies, more than everything, the the biggest changing factor for me, and people have a go at me for having not much many kind things to say about Neil Lennon, and this is not a direct attack on him, but the biggest change for me in the past two years of being a Celtic supporter is the change of manager. The the manager is. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.
exactly the type of individual that you want representing this football club. A man who knows what it means to be a supporter of a football club, what it means to follow a team and for it to be the thing in people's lives that matters when there's a lot of other things that could be distracting them from that and the thing that brings you joy when when there are other things that you know we all live through a pandemic and we all know what what strain and stress that put on everybody and yet the constant throughout was Celtic mm-hmm. Ange knows that Ange understands that and he takes great pride in being what he calls a custodian of this club he knows that it's not his club or his team he is in a position many of us would kill to be in and he understands the privilege that that is and I think he's using it to his best advantage to leave something for us to remember and for him to go on his way whenever he does and us us say yeah he was one of the best managers that ever managed this football club he could in my opinion he could win not another trophy and he would probably be my favourite Celtic manager in my lifetime I think you've nailed it Laura I mean I've mentioned a couple of times, looking back through the history books, um, Jock Steen was just the fourth manager of Celtic Football Club, you know, and he took over in 1965. He was was the fourth manager. It's quite incredible. And I think that those who went through that process, Billy McNeil who followed him, Davey Hay who followed Billy McNeil, Billy McNeil comes back. I think they all got it because they had played for the club first and foremost. They had spent a huge amount of time with Celtic. And then I think we went through uh, a, a process, um, not exclusively, where we introduced people to the club, people who hadn't gone through that process. And obviously Liam Brady being the very first manager never to have played for Celtic. Um, did he get it? He, he wasn't successful. Um, I think he did get it due to the fact that you know he played for Ireland. He understood what Celtic was all about. Um, but there have been managers at this football club who haven't understood and haven't grasped the importance. Um, and in recent times, people who claimed to understand the club, and I still don't think they have been as authentic and as genuine, Kevin, as Ange Postecoglou, someone who came from the other side of the world and who absolutely authentically understands what makes us as Celtic fans tick. And I find it really astonishing. Um, and as, as Laura says, no matter what happens, um, he's made his mark and he's already fulfilled a legacy. I don't think it's going to stop right here. I think there's loads for Ange still to do at this football club. But it is astonishing how we were shouting two years ago, Laura and I and everybody else on Axel, about a change in culture. And this guy's came in and he has absolutely implemented it and he gets it authentically, doesn't he? Absolutely does. Um, I'm not entirely sure how I follow Laura's eulogy about him, though, because uh, I think he nailed it in the head. The simplest way I can put it is just Ange gets it. He just gets what it means um, to be associated with our football club. Um, yeah, like, he, he had to come in, as you say, following Neil Lennon, who, who is a Celtic legend, as a player, undoubtedly. Um, and as a manager from his first spell, he's incredibly successful. He did a lot of, um, lot of good things for the club. He, t- he progressed as in Europe, got that famous result against Barcelona. But come the end of it, Lennon, Lennon lost a lot of respect from a lot of Celtic fans because he couldn't face the fact that he was the one that was failing the club. And 
you know, if you say if he, if he was a, a true Celtic man, he would probably have fallen on his sword a lot earlier and moved on. And yet, previously, we've had a few managers that have come in. Um, John Barnes probably been the, the ultimate example of someone yeah. that we've kind of tried to not force the club on, but um, impress on on this guy, this outsider, what Celtic actually is. And he struggled to, to get it. We've had others that have come in, like Brendan Rodgers, who've claimed to get it and then jumped ship at the first chance he got. And then Ange has come in. He, to all intents and purposes, is a complete outsider to the club, but he fits the profile of what a Celtic man is. And he's someone that is 100% relatable, I would think, to every single one of us that follows the club. He's... um, he seems like a very honest and genuine guy. He gets the culture of the club. He he is uh, a lot more eloquent in the way that he talks than I am at the moment. But he puts himself out there in a, such a great manner. Um, the comments that he makes about the fans and understanding the fact that it's, it's your hard-earned money that's going in there. Money that you could choose to spend on something else, but you're choosing to spend it on Celtic. He's respecting that and kind of treats it almost like his own money, I would suspect, in that sense, that he's not going to waste it. He he wants to invest your money in improving your club. And he's, to me, he just comes across as the most genuine guy that we've had uh, in the hot seat for many a year, probably since Tommy Burns or Martin O'Neill, rather. Uh, he's, he's up there. And, yeah, echo what Laura said, you know, I think Ange will win a lot more more trophies in his time that he's got here. But if he didn't, he's still going to be up there with the the most respected managers and and best managers that Celtic have had in my lifetime. Do you you know, Paul, just to jump in there as well, it's like we're we're talking so highly about about Ange and that's on the back of being called entitled by previous managers. Um, I don't think we're an entitled fan base. I don't think it takes very much to to make us happy. I don't even think it takes a huge amount of success to make us happy. It just takes a manager and a club treating their fans with respect that that is all that Celtic fans want. Brendan Rodgers, for example, you know, probably the most singly successful manager of my lifetime will never be remembered in the same states as Ange. And all it would have taken for him to be remembered in the same way is for him to say to Leicester at the time, Give me a few months, let me finish the season, I'll come to you in the summer. That's all he needed to do. But because of the way he chose to conduct himself on the exit from the club, that mm-hmm. completely changed the colour of most Celtic fans' opinion on what had been th- uh, three years of unprecedented success for this football club. More successful even than than Martin O'Neill, and some people might not like me for saying that, but... Obviously, Martin and Neil gave us so many magical memories getting us to Seville and that will never be forgotten. But in a domestic sense, Brendan's more successful than, than him or most before him. And I think that's what the thing is. It's like we're not demanding dominance and unbridled success and invincible after invincible after invincible season. We're, we're expecting courtesy, respect and somebody to act with decency. And that's what Ange does. Um, and I think... Anybody who comes in after him, if you start off off on that foot and then provide us with entertaining football, the success will follow. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember talking long and uh, hard with a Liverpool fan about what was the Liverpool way. You know, there was always this talk about the Liverpool way, which was referenced um, long before I heard the Celtic way. Um, and, you know, then the, the question, you, be, you beg the question, what is the Celtic way? And I think that a big part of that is the way that you conduct yourself as a manager of the football club, Laura. And that's exactly what Andrew's done well. Um, and as you say, he's backed it up, you know, because he could have been the nicest guy in the world with a, a, a rank rotten football team. He's backed it up with this team um, and what this team are capable of. And I hope, you know, I don't think Juranovic and Yakimakis, you know, the loss of these two players will make a huge difference to the success of Angie's football team. Uh, but what the, what he's creating and what he's building, I think, is a, a frightening prospect, um, not only on a domestic sense. It brings back that Willie Mealy quote, my love for Celtic has been a craze. Uh, and I remember when Gordon Strachan left, he certainly didn't come as a Celtic fan. He said that, you know, in that last game of the season when he was given the mic on the football park, um, he didn't come as a Celtic fan, but he left as one. And it's just the impact that this club can have. Whatever happens to Ange Borsakoglu, be it, you know, next season, the season after, and he goes on to some, something else. I think we've left our mark on him, but he's certainly left uh, a positive mark on uh, the Celtic support. Never hear a bad word against them. Uh, absolutely not. Now, there was a wee moment there at 87 minutes, Kevin, where um, Alistair Johnson overlaps Moy and um, tries to get a shot in. 87 minutes, the right back is overlapping the midfielder and hitting the touchline and trying to get a shot in at goal. Um, and I just thought that was the epitome of this we never stop mantra that Ange just made his own. Um, how impressed have you been with Johnson? Because he's just quietly just, you know, slotted in. And he's, he's playing like he's been playing as part of this team for a lot longer than a few weeks. Yeah, I've been really impressed with him, with the impact that he's made. Um, this is probably your, uh, or my uh, lack of knowledge of the game out in, in the US. But you're, you're, for me, there's the doubt of a player that's coming from the MLS. Is he going to fit into pretty physical and robust European league like we've got here and what's the step up like is it too big for him because we've seen players come from uh, the MLS and just not quite cut it elsewhere Johnston's been for me he's been excellent since he's come in he's obviously got that pedigree of being an international player for Canada he had a really good World Cup a player I, I wasn't really aware of before the World Cup but then those first couple of games he really impressed. And then after that, the interest from Celtic was there. So you kind of watched him a little bit more. But yeah, he's, he's come in. And, uh, and we said it in the show in the weekend, he's really softened the blow of losing Josip Juranovic. Mm -hmm. Because if he'd said again, you know, six months ago, Juranovic is going to go, you wouldn't be happy. You know, you'd be worrying about who was going to come in and replace him. But this Johnston's come in. He's slotted in perfectly. I think defensively he looks a better player than Juranovic. And, excuse me, he looks really comfortable in the ball. He's he's um, got that inverted fullback element to his game. We'd be having also played at centre-back. He's really comfortable coming in field. And going forward, I th I've seen a few people maybe doubt his abilities going forward. But for me, he's, he does what he needs to do. He's He does the... At worst, he does the, the basic requirement of a kind of an attacking fullback. The rest of that will come with time, but he's definitely for me. He's um, he's come in, he's slotted in, and yeah, 
looks as though he's been in the team as a regular for a couple of seasons. He's been he's made a very positive impression on me. Absolutely. Laura, I, I kept going on about the fact that we couldn't find a right back. Uh, Mikael Lustig, by the way, credit to Neil Lennon. It was Neil Lennon that signed him. He became a bit of a cult icon among Celtic fans for some of his antics that didn't involve football, you know, police hats and uh, uh, all this kind of stuff, beach balls on his head and uh, his celebration after he scored against Rangers that was like the shroud of Turin with <laughs> Lustig's face on it. Um, and he was an absolute icon, to be fair. But for some strange reason, as a football club, we couldn't replace him. We couldn't find a right back. Um, Ange Postacoglu comes in he identifies that we had one there already called Tony Ralston he gives him loads of game time he brings in Juranovic who proves that he is a you know a bronze World Cup winning right back and then he does it again with Johnson and he makes it look easy Ange doesn't he there's 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 a position that we need to strengthen and he's went out and he's strengthened it twice uh, to great effect Listen we've, we've, we've waxed lyrical about Ange and how he gets things and how he understands the support on a personal level and he understands what it's all about but he manages to do that with almost zero sentimentality like he doesn't we we talked throughout all the bad seasons about how sentimentality does nothing for Celtic, it makes us hang on to players longer than we should, it makes us hang on to managers longer than we should Ange Postacoglu's got no fear about saying to a guy who's just appeared for his country in the semi-final of a World Cup. If you want to go, go. I'll find somebody to replace you. And he did that with Alistair Johnston. Yakimakis, who scored a bunch of goals, okay, he's still with us, but if things had gone the way they were supposed to go, he'd have said, thanks, see you later. If you're wanting an extra 10 grand a week, go and find it somewhere else. I'll get a guy in from Korea that I know will do the job for you. It's, it's unreal. I've never seen a manager at Celtic come in and manage to turn what was one of the most hesitant boards Mm -hmm. for signing players. We've all talked about the way in which they um and ah over an extra 50 grand for John McGinn. The way they um and ah over every single signing that they make, either getting players in or getting rid of them. And he seems to come in and say to them, listen, if you're going to have me as manager, that's not the way we have to work. I saw somebody say... Um, in the Axon group chat today that he took advantage of the World Cup. He took advantage of the fact there was going to be players sitting twiddling their thumbs and he got business done before people even thought about doing business. Mm -hmm. We've been crying out for that from a Celtic manager for years and to see a guy operating in exactly the way you would want him to operate is just so refreshing. Alistair Johnson's an example of that. Iwata's an example of that. O is an example of that. And you could go back through each transfer window since he's arrived and list off a bunch of players where that's been exactly the case. Not all of them will work out. For every Kyogo, you'll get an Abelgard. But he's getting no qualms about saying, yep, hasn't worked, we'll move on to the next one. And I love seeing him do that. Yeah, he identifies it so quickly and he resolves it even quicker. Um, We are talking about yet another victory for Celtic. It 
maintains her nine-point gap at the top of the table. St Johnston are next up at McDermott Park, and it's Sunday, I think, a 12 o'clock kick-off. St Johnston are sitting eighth in the table at the moment, underneath Aberdeen, who can't buy a victory at this moment in time. And we will be back tomorrow at 12.30. Myself and JP will be talking about all things Celtic. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. If you've enjoyed the show tonight, give us a wee thumbs up. It helps with the algorithm, doesn't it, Laura? Um, Subscribe to the channel if you so desire, because we do go out every single day, and that's going to increase on the YouTube channel as well. And if you fancy coming along to see us on a stage with Danny McGrain, there are only 25 tickets left. There may actually be a few less than that um, since I last checked. Between 20 and 25 tickets available to see uh, an absolute world-class fullback um, who has got a world-class sense of humour as well. And that's Danny McGrain I'm talking about, by the way. Uh, but I will be joining him on the stage in March. So come along and see us live at Gracie's. Thanks to everybody who has been involved tonight. And thank you once again to Kevin McCluskey and Laura Bradburn for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.